Georgie Porgie Puddin' Pie spoke to the people and made them cry. Oh, God. State of the Union. We don't need to watch him give us his opinion of the State of the Union. It's pretty apparent. All you got to do is look at any newspaper. Let's see. We've got a congressman's wife and a mother being arrested for wearing clothes. They happen to be clothes with little words written on them, but they're just clothes. We've got the Senate fighting with the president over spying. We've got January 25th, 2006. Mother and activist Claire Grady is sentenced in federal court to serve six months in prison for an act of civil disobedience. She says, as a mother who knows the preciousness of children, not just mine, but all children, I want the court to understand that before we walked into the recruiting station on March 17, 2003, a million people had already died in Iraq from U.S.-imposed sanctions, half of them children. Claire Grady is one of the St. Patrick's Day Four. January 27th, 2006, Teresa Grady will be receiving a special human rights award to be presented on January 28th in Ithaca, New York, but won't be able to attend the ceremony in person because she was taken into custody to serve four months in federal prison. Grady is also one of the St. Patrick's Day Four. She was sentenced to four months for her participation in a symbolic act of nonviolent civil disobedience at a military recruiting station outside of Ithaca on March 17, 2003, two days before the invasion of Iraq. She was also fined and asked to pay damages and restitution. Danny Burns and Peter DeMott are also being held in the Oneida County Department of Corrections, the other two in the St. Patrick's Day 4. Daniel Burns, age 44, was also sentenced to six months in federal prison by Judge Thomas McAvoy. Jessica Stewart, Danny's wife, said, he's in jail because on March 17th he joined millions of others trying to prevent the war in Iraq. He tried to prevent the war because he knew it was illegal under international law and he knew that thousands of innocent lives would be lost. Peter DeMott, a Vietnam veteran and civil resistor, began his opening remarks at his sentencing in Binghamton Federal Court by asking the court for a moment of silence to remember the dead who had perished in Iraq, both American and Iraqi. Mr. DeMott is 59 years old and was sentenced for two misdemeanor convictions arising out of this act of nonviolent civil disobedience with three of the, with the other three activists, Daniel Burns, Claire Grady, and Teresa Grady, The four protesters, known as the St. Patrick's Day Four, Katie Quinn Jacobs is a freelance writer living in Ithaca, New York, and she writes, the four protesters are known as the St. Patrick's Day Four. DeMott said the American civil disobedience has helped to change unjust laws and realize a more just and equitable society. Since the inception of the nation, beginning with the Boston Tea Party, through the Underground Railroad, women's suffrage, and the civil rights movement of the 1960s. The federal prosecutor complained 
at the sentencing of Daniel Burns that DeMott and his colleagues lacked a sense of contrition for the crime they had been found guilty of the following September and made the argument before the judge that because of the way that DeMott's actions may encourage others, he should be punished for a term beyond the federal guidelines of two to eight months. Judge McAvoy sentenced DeMott to four months in federal prison and four months in community confinement. And he explained the community of confinement based on other issues. Ellen Grady, DeMott's wife, also spoke with the press and said she was glad her husband was clear about where he stood on that day. Grady read from a letter written by Martin Luther King in 1967. There's nothing wrong with a traffic law which says you have to stop at a red light. But when a fire is raging, a fire truck goes right through the red light, and normal traffic had better get out of its way. Or when a man is bleeding to death, the ambulance goes through those red lights at top speed. These people who have been arrested and imprisoned for acts of conscience are not evildoers or anything. I mean, if you, if you take a look, and I urge you to go to stpatricksfor.org, that would be stpatricksfor.org, and take a look. Daniel Burns says, we ask for justice. We ask for justice for the people of Iraq and our troops. We ask for justice for world peace. We ask for justice to say no to preemptive illegal war. Claire Grady says, we stand by our actions, believing that they are just, moral, legal, and require as great crimes of mass murder, grand theft, and torture are perpetrated in our names. Peter Dumont says, My faith in God prompts me to work for a world which unifies us all by ties of love and solidarity and mutual cooperation. Teresa Grady says, we are quite certain, if given the full conversation in the courtroom of our concerns about violations of international law and the history of nonviolent protest in our nation, that a jury of our peers will be able to comprehend the illegal nature of this war. Our necessity to do what we do to try to avert it and acquit. These are thoughtful people. Four Catholic peace activists who protested the invasion of Iraq have been acquitted of felony conspiracy charges and face only misdemeanors. Generally speaking, do misdemeanors place you in prison for four to six months? Known collectively as the St. Patrick's Four, the four defendants poured small vials of their own blood, one ounce, and if you've ever gotten a one ounce bottle of perfume, you know how absolutely teensy-weensy that is. One ounce. A one ounce is nothing. Um, pouring one ounce vials of their own blood on themselves the floors and the walls of an army recruiting station in Lansing, New York. Now, on a personal note, I, I must say that pouring this blood on the floors and walls of the recruiting station is a little offensive to me, personally. But, you know, uh, unfortunately, they felt that that was necessary in order for their expression to be heard because simply pouring their own blood on themselves would probably not have achieved the level of shock and power as dispersing the material did. Okay. They were arrested and tried by a jury in state court. A hung jury returned a 9-3 to three for acquittal. Instead of retrying the group in state court or dropping the charges, which, 
you know, let's talk about about how we're spending our money, state of New York. Uh, the district attorney asked the Department of Justice to bring federal charges against them. Federal charges against them. Why was that done? Uh, it's a mystery, says Congressman Maurice Hinchy, who gave an impassioned speech last week before the federal courthouse in Binghamton, New York. Hinchy declared that the four were engaged in protests that were entirely in keeping with some of the best traditions of American society from the very beginning. And that is true. Nonviolent civil disobedience. The Boston Tea Party. Mahatma Gandhi's salt march to Dandy in 1930. Dr. Martin Luther King's march on Alabama. <laughs> you know, Rosa Parks is sitting on the bus. There are hundreds of cases where public policy has finally changed. Laws have finally been changed because people were willing to stand up for what they believed in. Not with guns, not with bombs, just by the use of nonviolent civil protest. When I saw George W.'s State of the Union this past week, I couldn't help but think to myself, every time that man said war, he smirked almost as if he was choking down a giggle. Over a million people had died in Iraq before we invaded. The country is now spiraling at light speed into a civil war. We have sent thousands of our children to their death and thousands and thousands more in harm's way. We have, for all intents and purposes, turned back the levels of freedom in this country by unprecedented leaps. It's shocking to me. It's shocking to me that we would waste our money and waste our time and waste courageous people's energy by sentencing them to four months, three months, six months in jail. The jury convicted the four of three misdemeanor charges, one of which will be dismissed, leaving two misdemeanors, according to one of the defendants. The sentence they now face will be six months to a year. The verdict breaks down as follows. Count two, injured and damaged government property. Guilty. Okay, the injured and damaged government property by pouring one ounce, and, and if they put it on the bodies and on the floor and the walls, one ounce. Well, let me see. Um, a 99-cent sponge and... Um, and some disinfectant could probably clean that up in about a minute. All right. Count two, uh, count three. Entered a military station for unlawful purposes. What is unlawful? It's unlawful to, to, to express yourself. Military station, just for the record, the military is a branch of the government. The government is a branch of the 
That's right. The public, the United States of America, and the government, and the military, and the congressmen, and all the people that work for the people, work for the people. So the military station that they entered belongs to the people. Whatever minuscule percentage of it belongs to them, just like it belongs to me, just like it belongs to you. Hmm. Count four. Entered military station after having been previously removed. Now, who are they to remove them from a military station? This military station was a recruiting station. Now, if they were going in there to sign up for military duty, they would have been welcomed in. But because they were coming in not to sign up, but to protest the signing up of our children to war? Come on. Some feel that the charges were meant to suppress criticism of the government and the evasion of Iraq. This is the second controversial trial in the Northern District of New York, the first being the Muslim humanitarian doctor, Rafil Dafir, who was convicted in February of violating sanctions against Iraq. Now, I do not know the details of that, but apparently there was some other trial of a humanitarian doctor. This is such an involved and intricate story that I'm going to come back tomorrow and finish up with uh, my thoughts and comments and uh, a little bit more history about some of the nonviolent civil disobedience that has resulted in really tremendously great things for this country. Until tomorrow, this is Ellen Iron Dove, signing out.